Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the seventh episode of the Limerick Junior Soccer Focus with myself, Adrian Finnan, and joined once again by Aidan Ryan this evening. Aidan, we've plenty to get through between uh, reviewing last week's results and previewing the, the fixtures that lay ahead this week, uh, as well as obviously our two Irish uh, junior international call-ups are retaining their place in the squad, should I say. So plenty for us to get through. I suppose the best place we, we can start, Aidan, is the the Cooney United victory over Ashley and Akadi. That was something that no one really predicted beforehand. And I have to say, I was kind of becoming slightly disillusioned myself with the fact that, you know, there was no shocks, I thought, in the league this year, really, or no surprises. And then this result comes almost as a bolt out of the blue. Although, as you were saying last week, Cooney have always put it up to the teams uh, at the top of the table and, and this proved it. Yeah, it kind of restores your faith in, in the in the league, Adrian, doesn't it? And uh, certainly restores my faith in, in uh, my assertion about the league system being being kept the way it should be, or should have been uh, years ago. Um, just just to start by saying, Kona were absolutely magnificent. I was at the match, and I suppose the biggest compliment I could give Kona on on the on the actual victory was after five minutes, I felt it was like a cup tie, Adrian. It didn't feel actually like a league game, uh, the way Kuna uh, approached it. And uh, you have to say, over the 95-odd minutes, I have to say they probably deserved it. They were under pressure for long periods of the match. But uh, they kept a really good shape. Um, very impressed with their back four um, and, and the keeper, Josh Sheehan, although... Probably Josh will feel he he's a little bit to blame for the goal that the that uh, Ashing got to equalise the uh, the game with five minutes left, but uh, he did really well, made a couple of very good stops, especially in the first half, a couple of one and ones that he did very well with, and our back four of uh, Egon Keane, Andrew Ledden, uh, Joey Sheen, and Nylers at centre half. I think only three or four times this year. It's the first time I saw that pairing at centre half. It was great to see Nylers return. Thought they did really well. Gerald Higgins, Ronan and Ryan sat in front of them, and they had a new signing uh, slightly in front of him. Uh, or those two again, uh, a lad called uh, Kieran Barry, who I believe uh, is in is in college in well and had a spell with 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 Cherry Archers with the Cherry Archer Junior team and is now down here. And then you had Ian Constantine on the left, Danny I think it's Cody Coady on the on the right, and Jeremiah's up top. And I'll tell you. From the first minute to the 95th, they never stopped. And the few subs that came on, they never stopped working their socks off for the team. Got themselves behind the ball, kept a good shape. Had a lot of luck, no, Adrian. Uh, the normally reliable Shane Clark did miss a few chances. Um, threw their bodies in front of everything. I think Ashton hit the post once or twice. And as I said, Josh Sheehan made a few fantastic saves. But over the 95 minutes, I thought they, um, I thought they deserved to win the game. Yeah, I know that obviously uh, Rishkov, whoever he scored, as you said, with five minutes to go, which, you know, was a dagger, I suppose, to the hearts of Kuna. You'd imagine, you know, you were expecting Anakadi then maybe to push on for the winner, but great character shown by Kuna as well, uh, Aiden, to actually push on after getting that setback and, and get a winner then, not just draw it again. Yeah, and I'll come to the winner in a minute, Adrian, but even their first goal, it was fantastic counter-attack football. Ashley gave away the ball cheaply in midfield. Um, I think it was the aforementioned Kieran Barry picked it up, got it into Jermoyles, out to the wing to Danny Cody, and and uh, brilliant pullback for for Ron and Ryan, who made 
I, I, I suppose, a 50-yard run into the box to get on the end of it and finish it. Really, really good goal. They'll be very disappointed with how they conceded the, the equaliser, Adrian. I mean, they had defended so well all game. Um, Gavin Dillon got a ball just inside the corner the half. Just, look, he just li literally lumped it in. And Rishkoff got in ahead of, of Josh to uh, get a little nick in it. And then, you know, you're thinking as, the, as, as the, the, the home management team, I know if I was the manager, they won the free kick high up the pitch, out wide out on the, on the right. And uh, if, you know, normal managers or a coach will be keeping your two centre-halves home and you'll be saying, listen, we've, we've won a point against Ashling <laughs> here and we'll keep it. But I actually noticed Ian Connolly, the assistant manager of, of Kuna, beckoning the two centre-halves to go forward for the free, which showed great initiative and a willingness to go, listen, let's, we, we, can, we can win this. So the two centre-halves went up. Surprisingly, on the other side of the coin, if I was the manager of Ashing, I would have sent, in my opinion, the best header of a ball in either box, Shane Clark, back to help defend. He wasn't sent back. And uh, a brilliant cross by, by Young Keane found uh, Niall Earls and a lovely glancing header to, to, to win the match. Probably also question maybe the, the goalkeeper's assertion of putting two on, on the free kick out wide. Uh, Keane was on his own, so it wasn't a question of Kuna were going to... Adrian waste time in by the corner flag because he was on his own out there. So it was obviously he was going to put in the ball. They looked a bit light at the back ashing at the time because they kept two up front. One of them being the aforementioned Shane Clark. So um, didn't think they managed the game very well at that stage. And probably overall didn't manage the game very well on and off the pitch. Didn't start Liam Quinn. Uh, didn't start Gavin Dillon. Didn't see Chris Smith. Uh, I'm not sure if he was even tugged out. And there was probably one or two others from the 11 that started against Regional on Thursday night that didn't start. Mm. And uh, listen, Kuna took full advantage of us and a massive, massive three points for Kuna. Yeah, and we'll certainly move on to the discussion about Ashley and Akari, who have a huge game this weekend uh, in the FBI Junior Cup as well. But um, it was almost like Mungert Regional telepathically knew that Kuna were doing something inside and Tom and Community College because they produced their own superb comeback as well, Ed, and uh, got a great victory over uh, Nina in their, their home patch. Um, I suppose, look, it was badly needed, especially when you look at the, the Kuna result uh, for Mungers. You know, it. I suppose it was what Richie would have wanted as well. You know, you had his, his experienced players stepped up when it was needed as well. Donny Curtin scored, Alan Harkin scored. So, you know, that, that was really pleasing for him. Yeah, and we, we flagged it last week during the chat that how important those experienced players are going to be. Um. I, I, I would like to think that they're going to be there regularly for him. As I said, I hadn't seen him in all the squads. So maybe when things settle down, they'll be uh, regularly in the squads. Donny Curtin and Alec Harkin, years and years of experience, Adrian, serial league winners, medals in their back pockets, you know. So um, vital that they're available to Richie and a huge victory for them. And all of a sudden, the tables are looking a lot, lot better for them, Adrian. I think they're up to seven points now. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, you know, Teams above them are, are within their uh, within their grasp, and even Nina are seven points ahead. You mightn't catch Nina, but you're at least you're looking a bit closer to them now. Nina will be very disappointed with us. Tune it up. Doesn't matter whether you're away from home or at home. When you're leading two 0 you should be capable of holding on to us. It's about game management. Uh, obviously, they lost their way a little bit during the game, 
and uh, it's it's a it's a great show of character for Munger to come back from two 0 down and get three vital points. And Richie will be delighted to have won his first game on the pitch. I think it is the first game on the pitch yeah. that they've won vital three points for them. And you can imagine what a bit like Kuna, Adrian. You can imagine what training will be like this week. They'll be absolutely buzzing those both teams. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose just to, to touch on Nina, I know that yeah, you got a bit of heckling yourself uh, in your own own games from, from Nina uh, about jinxing them. I, I suppose you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, and you're probably overcritical one week and then you're giving them praise and, and Nina coming wrong into the result. But like you said, we did flag it, you know, what fixtures were left and how important games like Munger for Nina was because now they have Anacotti and Pike. So, you know, if you're going on paper... They're not going to win either of those two games. You're kind of relying on other teams to drop points because Crew Park also have two games in hand on them as well in that race for sixth. Yeah, they've a difficult run and it'll be a great test of their character now. And uh, yeah, we had a bit of banter Sunday. I was involved obviously in a match against their B team and a few of them were having a little pop off me that I jinxed them. But um, I gave them plenty of toffee. Uh, the Warders original toffee last week, Adrian. And all Nina, unfortunately, will be getting out and Brickfields off me this week is, is uh, very sour jellies. So they're not going to be happy with that. They're not going to be happy with me this week either. But listen, they'll get back into training ground. It's the only way to solve things. Get back into training ground Tuesday and Thursday. Sort yourself out. Get yourself organised. Find out what went wrong. Try and fix it. And look forward to the next game. Because it's all about the next game. Yeah, absolutely. And we did mention Crew Park there in... Um, probably one of the more unsurprising results with all due respect to Crew Park you know going into Fair Green playing Fairview on that last Saturday evening uh, for a win for Fairview um, you know it was it was fairly comprehensive I know you were at the game Aidan it seemed like from the outside it was fairly comprehensive from the beginning uh, was that the case? Yeah I tried to score flat at Crew in the end um, Fairview were really good from midfield up uh, Duggan AJ O'Connor, Stephen Bradley in total control of the match. And then you had Darrell Rainsford. You'd know Conor Ellis, but I tell you, Jack Garrow put in a real shift until he was substituted later on. Took his goal really well. Uh, the star of the show for me was was uh, young Coughlin. Thought he was, thought he was excellent all through the game. Later on, the first goal for Jack Garrow. Took a brilliant second goal himself from across some... Um, Darrow Rainsford, I think AJ Maloney might, or AJ O'Connor might have sprayed the ball out to him. Uh, Darrow went down the, the, the right, crossed it back and a great, great technical finish from, from Young Coughlin. But he was a menace throughout the whole game, Adrian. He never stopped. Turned into the whole back four. Right foot, left foot, going inside, going outside. Really, really good. I was very, very impressed with him. Very good attitude. Tracked back and helped his, his, uh, his full back. Um, the Fairview defence were in trouble throughout the whole game really um, don't rem- remember having, uh, Aaron Savage having a serious a serious uh, save to make and I'm not saying the crew park weren't putting in a shift because in fairness to them they just tried their best but they just weren't they just weren't at the races and they weren't good enough on the night and it was a great night up there the pitch was in perfect condition there was a fantastic crowd there but they were just outclassed and to be truthful if it wasn't for Robert Power who was uh, substituting in goal from from for the obvious unavailable uh, Evan Maloney? It could have been more because he made four or five top class saves during the game. Yeah, and I know that we were speaking maybe I think it was last week in about maybe the likes of Adam Frahl missing, which is huge for Crew Park. Do you think that's a big problem for Crew? I know they have actually you know David Power uh, uh, door as well playing. You know that we relatively energetic, but do you think that there's maybe a slight maybe. 
I suppose, lack of, of pace in that side um, that, that will trouble you, you know, against your likes of your fair view where you're not going to have possession for long periods of the game. Yeah, and listen, you know, I, I watched Crew against Kuhn and I thought they were so comfortable against Kuhn and all the experience they had on the pitch, knew how to use the ball, knew how to manage the game, they controlled the football, but it was at their pace, Adrian. And the difference was Fairview have, have uh, set a, a completely different pace the other night. Basically, after about 10 or 15 minutes, you could see that Fairview had got the grips with, with the shape the crew had and the pace just went up. And once the first goal went in, um, they were very comfortable with the football Fairview. They moved it from side to side, moved it back when they had to, and they didn't have to do that that much. And when they moved it forward, then you had the pace of Rainsford and uh, Coughlin uh, right and left. And then you had the backup from, from Duggan and O'Connor coming from, from midfield. And Jack Arrow's hold-up play was quite good. And he did it nice and quick. He, he, he took it in. He laid it off. He didn't run the challenge, challenge, uh, channels as much as, say, Conor Ellis might have. So it was, it was uh, a case of getting Rainsford and Coughlin in behind a lot, which they did. And Jeffrey Judge was, was a big help as well in that he overlapped cons consistently. A lot more to say than Scott Kerwin on the right. And uh, it gave Carew some, some fierce problems throughout the whole game, Adrian. And what do you make of that um, switch as such, Aidan, uh, with Jeffrey Judge going to, to left back? I know you you briefly were manager of him, I think, with Jainsborough uh, a few years ago, but obviously he's been midfield literally from his whole career under Pat Scully with Limerick FC all the way through. Um, how, how, did, how did you make of his performance? What did you make, excuse me, of his performance at left back? Yeah, I, listen, he, he was, he, he was very, in the context of this game, he was quite excellent. Um if I'm trying to compare it, I compare it to the game maybe against Bala when he was moved uh, to left full. Yeah. And I didn't think he was he was comfortable in the position that evening. Um, now, having said that, the whole Fair, Fairview team weren't comfortable that evening. So I'm just not uh, uh, picking on him as such. But long term, you know, I wouldn't see Jeffrey George playing there. I think he's a fantastic box-to-box -box midfielder. Um, makes a lot of great third man runs has an ability to pop up with vital goals, vital games. And I think long-term, they'll be looking to, to um, solve that, that problem and get him out of there. Because uh, you also need plenty of competition in, in, in midfield, Adrian. And he's a, he's a very good midfielder. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially at that junior level, you've got Region United had a narrow defeat. Balananti Rovers bounced back from, uh, I suppose, the disappointing result again in the Tui. But um, one will win. It was that man, Habedin Gabido again. The, the former my Ross man who in fairness to him uh, Aiden, I know that we were both questioning where the goals would come from from for Bala this year but in fairness he's chipped in with quite a few so far yeah and he's he's surprised me I know he's probably surprised you as well Adrian he's been he's been fantastic and he's he's got a nice level of goals up now and his confidence is brimming and as I said to you before he's playing with players who are pretty much on the same level of himself Adrian Intelligent boys that can run off the ball, have very good feet, can change their positioning at will, can see the whole picture of the pitch, um, uh, giving him good wits and giving him good service. Big win for Balinanti. We, we flagged it last week that if you have uh, aspirations of winning the league, you have to be going to regional and getting three points. I was speaking to uh, my good friend Stephen Var O'Callaghan, who was, who was at the match, and uh, he informed me that that uh, Balinanti were, were well worth the victory, were in control of the match for long periods. 
Um, the, the only thing about it is sometimes the long, longer a game goes on without scoring and you're on top, you get a little bit nervous and the opposition can always get a chance. And and region that have a threat on the pitch and the likes of Pat McDonough and Owen Duff. So it was important that uh, he got that goal to give them three vital points. And um, it's, it shoots them up towards the top of the league, Adrian, doesn't it? 18 points. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, so there are a couple of few points maybe behind um, Fairview up at the top. So uh, a vital victory for for David Dunphy and his management team, Ray McMahon and, and Derek Bradish. They'll be delighted with that. Absolutely, and and most grounds I go to, I don't think there's a junior match I go to where I don't see Stephen O'Callaghan. So you know, any any nickname like Var that's given to him is, is well earned. I'd also like to thank Balinanti as well for so, softening up regional before Saturday night. I don't think they've done us any favors there. Um, but that brings us on, I suppose, to the cup games. But before we move on to the FAI Junior Cup, uh, in two teams, I, I I don't want to be facetious now and say two teams in form, but two teams that you, as you mentioned, will go bouncing into this two-week cup game now, Mungret and Kuna. I mean, it looked like it was going to be a real slog. I suppose it still will be a real slog because these teams drew in the league, so you'd expect a, a tight encounter at Jackman. And both, you know, in recent years have probably got draws that were unfavourable to them. We'll now look at it and say there's a pathway for us to, to advance in, into the latter stages of this competition. Yes, it's, it's it's of course it is. It's a chance for both of them. And as I said, the boys in training, I presume last night there would have been a fantastic boys in training. So they'll be looking forward to the game towards the night. Both will feel they have a decent chance of winning the match. Uh, coming in, coming into the game on the back of of uh, two huge wins for them. So confidence will be brimming. And I'd like to think that they'll both put out uh, strong teams and respect the trophy, and uh, and have a go at, at winning the match because. It's a chance to to uh, advance uh, around further, and it's only as I keep saying, Adrian. It's a couple of games, and you're into a final, and it's it's a while. So far as I know, it's a while since any of these two teams were in a final in Jackman Park. So um, I'm I'm assuming they'll they'll take the game seriously towards the night. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said it already, it's a bumper FAI Junior Cup weekend, Aiden, but obviously the star attraction will be the two o'clock kickoff, the Sunday game between. Uh, Fairview Rangers and Ashling Anakati. There's so much riding on it for both sides, obviously, as we know. Um, you know, it's it's one of these games which is sometimes can, I mean, flatter to deceive in that, you know, it's full of fear because neither club will want to be knocked out at this early stage in their eyes of the FAI Cup. And we've seen it in the past with Pike uh, versus Balinanti or Fairview versus Balinanti that, you know, Teams are desperate not to get knocked out. But, you know, it's, it would probably be with the squad of players both sides have, Fairview and Ashton and Cuddy, it, would be, it will probably be near as, as much a disaster as you can get uh, uh, if you get knocked out, excuse me. Absolutely. None of the big clubs want to be out of the big trophies, Adrian, before Christmas. You want to be taking your season on beyond Christmas uh, and being in, in contention in the league. It's it, we said last week. It's a massive game, an absolutely massive game, given the strength of the squads this season. Although I I I noticed on on Sunday, Adrian against the uh, uh, the Ashling and Kuna game that Ashling brought on uh, Colin Scanlon with with fifteen minutes left, which uh, I I found surprising. I, I think Colin I was totally unaware of that. No, <laughs> well he is. Yeah, and listen, they were chasing the game. One nil down, fifteen minutes left, and uh, funny enough, didn't actually actually recognize Colin. Uh, Colin at first, it took me a few minutes to realize it was him. Um, 
about 15 minutes left come on and um I was I was surprised at that given given the team strength that Ashton had between between B, C's, D's and your U team and, and mm-hmm. the progression or so called progression of their academy that uh Colin Colin has signed first of all and, and second yeah. of all had been used in this match. He's he's in his obviously Colin is in his late thirties now and to, to be truthful, wasn't in the best of condition, uh, uh, and uh, what I saw Sunday, so I was a bit surprised at that. So maybe just players out injured, or maybe there's squad problems there. I don't know, but uh, they'll need they'll need their full squad of Sunday for this game. There's absolutely no doubt about it because, as I said, they didn't start Gavin Dillon uh, last Sunday. They didn't start Liam Quinn. They didn't uh, start Chris Smith, and there could be various reasons for for this. Obviously, we're not in the camp, so we don't know. But they're going to need these players fit for Sunday. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Because um Fairview going on what I saw Saturday night are in are in a good gear at the moment, moving the ball really well. As I said, their defence wasn't tested, and I've no doubt that Ashton will will uh, will uh, change that on Sunday and and uh, test that Fairview back four. Yeah, there's obviously going to be a couple of key battles in that Aiden as well. I mean, in any game, the midfield battle is huge, but like you know, it's going to be a huge task for, just saying in terms of form for the likes of Shane Tracy, um, as you said, maybe Liam Quinn will obviously be, the, I assume you'd be hanging your hat on him if you were asking Anacotti in terms of create, creating chances and goals uh, this weekend. But when you're coming up against, like that midfield of Bradley Duggan and AJ O'Connor, like if they're on form, it's it's, it's a midfield that's going to be very hard to, to out-muscle and, and out-fight. Yeah, and listen, nothing's won on paper, Adrian, but the best midfield trio in the city at the moment. There's no doubt about that. Those three. Um capable of dominating a match. You you have Bradley there that'll just do his job, sits in front of the back four, breaks up the play, reads the play, makes interceptions, moves the ball nice and quick, um, does the simple thing the whole time. And then you've guys like like Duggan and, and AJ O'Connor, technically very good, very fit, box to box. We've already Acclaimed AJ, he's in the international squad, as you're going to allude to uh, later on. Very good in the air, super on the ground, very good tattler, can play anywhere on the pitch. And Shane Duggan, when he's on his game, very good left foot, set-piece deliveries, good all around the pitch, very good pass through the ball and comes up with goals as well. So, Ashing will have the work cut out, probably Shane Tracy and Tony Whitehead in front of their back four, possibly Liam Quinn in front of that. Listen, very good players in their own right. Uh, Liam Quinn, I'm a great admirer of him. I think he's a fantastic footballer. Again, pops up with vital goals and gets his quota every season. Um, I, I noticed lately actually has put a lot of work into his game off the ball, which I think is vital at this level. But very good on the football. Makes very good runs into the box. Uh, links the play well. Shane, obviously, is technically very good. Not as quick as he used to be. Um, but technically a fantastic footballer, set piece can uh, deliver from set pieces, and Tony Whitehead is is uh, physically very strong, a bit like Bradley in the way he plays. So uh, it's going to be an intriguing game, and one will be will be uh, will be delighted to watch. Yeah, and we also know that Shane Clark loves the game against Fairview Rangers, so you'd imagine he'll be in bed early the night before for, for this encounter. Um, there's another big battle though for Anacotti, and I know that Chris Smith has been playing. You know, a lot of people associate him with being a right back, and sometimes he's played centre back for Fernandes since he's arrived as well. And um, 
Alan Murphy up against Dar Rainsford, possibly Chris Smith up against Conor Coughlin. I mean, they're going to be huge battles as well. Massive, massive battles. Might be a question mark of Chris Smith playing full back, Adrian. Um, I'd be inclined to start him centre half. Yeah. Um, Thomas hasn't played much for Anacotti either, has he? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how, how uh, John Lysett approaches that. He has other options at, at right full if, if he needs them. Um, and listen, they'll have to be well organised at the back and make sure they have a plan of action to, to cope with the two wide men because, you know, the, 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 it's all well and good trying to stop the football um, getting to Cochrane and Rainsford if you can. But do, do uh, when you can't uh, stop it, you then have to deal with them, and they'll be looking to try and get one on ones on on their on on their fullbacks, and it's very hard to stop those two players on on one on ones because they can, as I said before, they can go outside you, Adrian, and yeah. they can go inside you as comfortably, and they're technically so good, and a lot of the time they need no backlift in terms of crossing the ball into the box, um, a lot of the time they know where the goal is already, so their heads are already up and they're picking out somebody that is in the box. And of course, they can play with both feet, both of them, and they're good at goal scoring. So they have a lot of attributes. It could be the key to the game for Ashling how they stop those two uh, in, in terms of how they play Sunday. Yeah, that definitely will be the, the key battle, you'd imagine, uh, Aidan. Um, the other all-premier tie that's taking place is Pike and Nina. Um I suppose just a word on Pike, and I know we touched on this at the start of the season about, you know, you have to commend the hunger of maybe the more experienced players of of the likes of Gary Neville, Owen Hanrahan, those guys that have been around. Obviously, they suffered huge disappointment in this competition in the final. You know, you get to the final and, and they just didn't play at all on the day. And then towards the end, obviously, discipline left them down as well. Um, yeah, I suppose, look, Robbie Williams will be will be desperate to go on better Um we did flag concerns maybe of is their squad even as strong? But, you know, the one thing you'll say about Pike is that they always seem to, to grind it out and, and, and get to the latter stages. I don't expect it to be any different this year unless they get a really, really tough away drop. Yeah, it's, it's in Pike's DNA, Adrian, down the years. It's just ingrained in them. It, it's it's often, it's it's just a cultural thing at the club. It often doesn't matter who, who manages them. It's yeah. just ingrained in them. And, you know, it's it's nearly handed down from player to player that that is the prerequisite uh, when you play for Pike and when you put on the hoop jersey that you go out there and give absolutely everything on the pitch. Whether you have loads of talent or you don't have loads of talent. And in fairness to Pike, it's 120%. That's what you get out of them. Um, I, I'm Look, we flagged it already. I don't think their squad, even though it's quite big, is, is as talented as, as it has been in recent years. But you still have you still have loads of fantastic players there, Adrian. Yeah. I see Steve McKenna come back on on Saturday in the Munster Champions Cup game against St Michael's, and and you have the likes of Owen Hanrahan there, and you've Colin Walsh and players of, of of immense talent. And it's great to see Shane Walsh getting back to fitness. A very he very good. Realised that he was going to be back so quickly. Um, you know, yeah. I, I thought he had, but he's he's made a really good comeback. Yeah, and he was on the bench uh, uh, Sunday. I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not too sure whether he come on or not. He, he might have made an appearance at some stage, mm. and they had a reasonably strong bench out on Sunday. Um, so they'd be looking to get a run in this again. And the thing about them, like you said, they, they grind out results. Pike might be playing well in matches, but they can still win them. And it's a sign of a great squad and a great team that 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 they're able to produce that. 
and they've done it year in, year out, and they've had great runs, win, uh, uh, runs in the FEI. Uh, tough game of Sunday for them now because Nina will come in with a game plan. Um, I, I've no doubt Killian will get to work on the, on the squad during the week. And they, they, they did have the disappointment the last Sunday. But listen, it's about the next game now. And they'll get that out of the system, I'm sure, by 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 Thursday night's training session. And uh, they'll be they'll be ready for the game. And they'll listen, they'll relish coming in to play Pike in the Pike field because they'll be they'll be underdogs. And that yeah, suit them down to the ground. And I'm expecting a, a decent game in a tight contest. And Pike, I feel Pike's biggest problem this season, Adrian, and I repeated myself a lot in this podcast about it will be scoring goals. Might have so, borne fruit as well, Leiden, with that 1-0 narrow defeat, because apparently they had chances against St. Michael's, but just didn't take them. Yeah, and I spoke to, I spoke to, to both camps after the game, Adrian, and uh, it was generally uh, uh, accepted that Pike dominated the game overall, but didn't take the chances uh, they did have. And Michael's, Michael's had, had two or three decent chances during the match and took them through, through, uh, through John O'Brien, who, who had come on as a sub for them. So Pike will be aware of that. And if 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 uh, they are to win this game, they'll need to keep their defence tight, which which normally, in fairness to them, it is. And they'll need to try and nick a goal or two. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a huge weekend and one we really look forward to um, dissecting next week as well, as well as obviously enjoying on the day itself. Um, two players that have kept their place in the, the Irish junior squad for the, the Regions Cup, the final qualification hurdle. Uh, playing against the likes of Bulgaria, Romania and San Marino. You've got AJ O'Connor, obviously a fair view, as you said, and Chris Smith uh, from Ashley Anacotti, the Abbey Field man. So two Limerick men. Uh, I know that the Limerick Desmond League were quick to point out that they were born and bred in underage and the likes in the Desmond League because they're not getting too much credit for that. But obviously they're playing in the District League right now. Um, probably no surprise really considering their involvement in the in the recent winning streak as well, Aidan. Yeah, no surprise, Adrian. Both players have been doing quite well. And Jerry Davis will revert to players a lot of the time that he knows and that he trusts. Um, and these two players are, are players that he knows very well. He's had them in the, well, AJ in the squad recently, but Chris Smith has been in the squad quite a while, in and out of the squad for quite a while. Um, I think the, the, the big thing he like about these two players is that they can play anywhere on the pitch, anywhere across the back four. AJ can play anywhere across midfield. Um, and he likes players that are like that. Uh, Chris Mick can play left full, right full, centre half. Asia can probably mm. do the same and uh, anywhere across midfield as well. And he also knows that if, if they start, they'll do a job for him. And if they're on the bench and he needs them to come on and make an impact, they will also do that. They're also two very fit players, um, physically very strong, look after themselves. And listen, you have to be at international level. You have to be at that level. Uh, to compete, uh, to get into the squad. So it's it's great for the Limerick District League and it's great for the clubs and we're delighted to see them there. And obviously we're, we'll, we'll be giving them the, their best wishes and hopefully they'll do well in these qualifiers. Yeah, you'd, be, you'd know more about this than me, but I'm led to believe there's a, a many, many debutants in the squad as, as well, Aidan. Is, is that correct? I think up to 12 or 13? Yeah. He look. He's had a turnover of players in recent years. Um, obviously, the reason for that is some some go higher, uh, some retire, and um, one or two injured. So he's had to blood in a few new players into. Us. He still has the bones of a, a decent squad from from before there. Though I mean, Chris Smith has been there before. Brendan yeah. O'Connell, obviously, you know. So he has he has a few players there that have the experience 
and will guide the, the newer lads through it. Uh, and he's had him in camp uh, at various stages as well, plus the friendlies he's had. And these two recent friendlies against Northern Ireland, which they kept two clean sheets, which he'd be delighted about, and Nick the 1-0 wins. Um, he'll be delighted about that. He'll, he'll have got a lot of work done. And he, what also he'll be delighted about, Adrian, is players have come off the bench and made impact in both matches. And he'll be delighted about that because it shows that the whole squad are tuned into what he's at and what he wants. And winning matches, uh, you know, it breeds a lot of confidence and they've been winning their game. So he's going in and good nick to the whole thing and, and the squad will be, uh, will be uh, full of confidence for it. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose it's finishing on a, on a sad note, Aidan, but, you know, there was uh, two big losses in the, the Limerick uh, junior soccer community. You know, Nick Cusack from um, Munger Regional, obviously, apparently, you know, really involved, obviously, in the foundations of, of women's soccer in, in Mungris and obviously involved in the club in general. Um, they dedicated the win tour, actually, uh, on Sunday. Um, and, and in the Desmond League, Mike Hanley as well, who gave brilliant service in uh, on the Munster Council, the FEI, and obviously as chairman in the Limerick Desmond League. So two big losses as well over the over the weekend. And obviously our condolences to both families and everyone involved with Adrian. I never met Annette, but I've heard loads about her. Obviously was a, an icon for, for ladies football especially and gave great service to her, her, her club and Obviously, it will be a massive, massive loss to everybody and obviously her family. I met Mick Hanley several times, uh, Adrian. I met him at international, during international matches, mm-hmm. uh, both here and abroad. Uh, obviously, known for, 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 uh, for years uh, in terms of the Desmond League because I, I, I would have played Oscar Trainer and managed Oscar Trainer. And you couldn't meet a nicer fella. He'd, he'd, uh, he'd actually seek you out to, to come up and have a chat with you and uh, make time for you. And a great football man. And listen, let's 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 be fair about this. He put Desmond League football on the map. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And he made a huge contribution to, to football in this country.